Part One of Philoctetes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Philoctetes by Sophocles. Translated by Lewis Campbell. Persons of the Drama. Odysseus. Read by Bruce Peary. Neoptolemus. Read by M. B. Chorus of Mariners. Read by Delmar H. Dolbeer. Philoctetes. Read by Algy Pug. Messenger disguised as a merchantman. Read by Martin Geeson. Heracles, appearing from the sky. Read by Elizabeth Clett. And narrated by Elizabeth Clett. Scene, a desert shore of the island of Lemnos. This coast of sea-girt Lemnos, where we stand, is uninhabited, untrodden of men. And here, O noble son of noblest sire, Achilles-born Neoptolemus, I erewhile, ordered by those who had command, cast forth Trachinian Philoctetes, Poeas' son, his foot dark dripping with a rankling wound, when with wild cries that frighted holy rest, filling the camp, he troubled every rite, that none might handle sacrifice or pour wine offering, but his noise disturbed our peace. But why these words, no moment this for talk, lest he discern my coming, and I lose the scheme wherewith I think to catch him soon? Now most behoves thy service, to explore this headland for a cave with double mouth, whose twofold aperture on wintry days gives choice of sunshine, and in summer noons the breeze wafts slumber through the airy cell. Then something lower down upon the left, unless tis dried, thine eye may note a spring. Go near now, silently, and make me know if still he persevere and hold this spot or have roamed elsewhere that informed of this i may proceed with what remains to say and we may act in concert lord odysseus thy foremost errand will not task me far methinks i see the cave whereof thou speakest where let me see it above there or below uh, yonder above and yet i hear no tread Neoptolemus climbs up to the cave. Look if he be not lodged in slumber there. I find no inmate but an empty room. What, no provision for a dwelling-place? A bed of leaves for someone harboring here. Not else beneath the roof is all forlorn? A cup of wood, some untaught craftsman's skill. And close at hand these embers of a fire. That store is his, I read the token clear. Oh, and these festering rags give evidence, steeped as with dressing some malignant sore. The man inhabits here, I know it now, and sure he's not far off. How can he range, whose limb drags heavy with an ancient harm? But he's gone either to bring forage home, or where he hath found some plant of healing power. Send therefore thine attendant to look forth, lest unawares he find me, all our host were not so fair a prize for him as I. My man is going and shall watch the path. What more dost thou require of me? Speak on. 
son of achilles know that thou art come to serve us nobly not with strength alone but faithful to thy mission if so be to do things strange unwonted to thine ear what dost thou bid me tis thy duty now to entrap the mind of poeus son with words when he shall ask thee who and whence thou art declare thy name and father tis not that i charge thee to conceal but for thy voyage tis homeward leaving the achaean host with perfect hatred hating them because they who had drawn thee with strong prayers from home their hope for taking troy allowed thee not thy just demand to have thy father's arms but ere thy coming wrongly gave them o'er unto odysseus and thereon launch forth with boundless execration against me that will not pain me but if thou reject this counsel thou wilt trouble all our host since if his bow shall not be ta'en thy life will ne'er be crowned through troy's discomfiture now let me show why thine approach to him is safe and trustful as mine cannot be thou didst sail forth not to redeem thine oath nor by constraint nor with the foremost band all which reproaches i must bear and he but seeing me while master of his bow will slay me and my ruin will be thine this point then craves our cunning to acquire by subtle means the irresistible bow thy nature was not framed i know it well for speaking falsehood or contriving harm yet since the prize of victory is so dear endure it we'll be just another day but now for one brief hour devote thyself to serve me without shame and then for i hereafter be the pearl of righteousness the thing that being named revolts mine ear son of laertes i abhor to do tis not my nature no nor as they tell my fathers to work aught by craft and guile i'll undertake to bring him in by force not by deceit for sure with his one foot he cannot be a match for all our crew being sent my lord to serve thee i am loath to seem rebellious but i rather choose to offend with honour than to win by wrong son of a valiant sire i too in youth had once a slow tongue and an active hand but since i have proved the world i clearly see words and not deeds give mastery over men what then is thy command to lie no more to entangle philoctetes with deceit why through deceit may not persuasion fetch him never and force as certainly will fail what lends him such assurance of defence arrows the unerring harbingers of death then to go near him is a perilous thing unless with subtlety as i have said and is not lying shameful to thy soul not if by lying i can save my soul how must one look in speaking such a word where gain invites this shrinking is not good well, what gain i through his coming back to troy his arms alone have power to take troy town then am not i the spoiler as ye said thou without them they without thee are powerless 
if it be so they must be sought and won yea for in this two prizes will be thine what when i learn them i will not refuse wisdom and valour joined in one good name ha shame to the winds come i will do this thing say dost thou bear my bidding full in mind <laughs> doubt not since once for all i have embraced it thou then await him here i will retire for fear my hated presence should be known and take back our attendant to the ship and then once more should ye appear to waste the time unduly i will send again this same man hither in disguise transformed to the strange semblance of a merchant man from dark suggestion of whose crafty tongue thou o my son shalt gather timely counsel now to my ship this charge i leave to thee may secret hermes guide us to our end and civic pallas named of victory the sure protectress of my devious way chorus entering strange in stranger land what shall i speak what hide from a heart suspicious of ill tell me o master mine wise above all is the man peerless in search and thought who with the zeus given wand wielded the heaven-sent power this unto thee dear son fraught with ancestral might this to thy life have come wherefore i bid thee declare what must i do for thy need even now methinks thou longest to espy near ocean's merge the place where he doth lie gaze without fear but when the traveller stern who from this roof is parted shall return advancing still as i the signal give to serve each moment's mission thou shalt strive that so my son from of old hath been my care to take note what by thy beckoning is told still thy success to promote but for our errand to-day behooves thee master to say where is the hearth of his home or where even now doth he roam oh tell me lest all unaware he spring like a wolf from his lair and i by surprise should be ten where doth he move or remain here lodging or wandering away thou seest yon double doorway of his cell poor habitation of the rock but tell where is the pain-worn wight himself abroad to me tis clear that in his quest for food he's not far off he trails yon furrowed path for so tis told this mode the sufferer hath of sustenance oh hardness bringing low wild creatures with winged arrows from his bow nor findeth healer for his troublous woe i feel his misery with no companion i far from all human care he pines with fell disease each want he hourly sees awakening new despair how can he bear it still o cruel heavens o pain of that afflicted mortal train whose life sharp sorrows fill born in a princely hall highest perchance of all now lies he comfortless alone in deep distress most rough and dappled brutes with pangs and hunger worn while from far distant shoots on airy pinion borne the unbridled echo still replying to his most bitter crying at naught of this i marvel 
for if i judge rightly there assailed him from on high that former plague through chrysa's cruel sting and if to-day he suffer anything with none to soothe it must be from the will of some great god so caring to fulfil the word of prophecy lest he should bend on troy the shaft no mortal may forfend before the arrival of troy's destined hour when she must fall o'ermastered by their power hush my son why so a sound gendered of some mortal woe started from the neighbouring ground here or there now i know hark tis the voice of one in pain travelling hardly the deep strain of human anguish all too clear that smites my heart that wounds mine ear far it peals but thou my son what think again he moveth nigh he holds the region not with tone of piping shepherd's robe minstrelsy but bellows his far cry stumbling perchance with mortal pain or else in wild amaze as he our ship surveys unwanted on the inhospitable main enter philoctetes who what men are ye that to this desert shore harbourless uninhabited are come on shipboard of what country or what race shall i pronounce ye for your outward garb is grecian ever dearest to this heart that hungers now to hear your voices tune ah do not fear me do not shrink away from my wild looks but pitying one so poor forlorn and desolate in nameless woe speak if with friendly purpose ye are come oh answer tis not meet that i should lose this kindness from your lips or ye from mine then know this first o stranger as thou wouldst that we are greeks ah dear dear name ah me in all these years once only once i hear it my son what fairest gale hath wafted thee what need hath brought thee to the shore what mission Declare all this, that I may know thee well. The sea-girt Skyrus is my native home. Thitherward I make my voyage. Achilles' son, named Neoptolemus. I have told thee all. Dear is that shore to me. Dear is thy father. O ancient Lycomedes' foster child, Whence camest thou hither? How didst thou set forth? From Troy we made our course in sailing hither. How? Sure thou wast not with us, when at first we launched our vessels on the Troy-ward way. Hadst thou a share in that adventurous toil? And knowest thou not whom thou beholdst in me, young boy? How should I know him whom I ne'er set eye on? Hast not even heard my name, nor echoing rumour of my ruinous woe? Nay, I know not of all thy questioning. How full of griefs am I, how heaven abhorred, when in my piteous state no faintest sound hath reached my home or any grecian land but they who pitilessly cast me forth keep silence and are glad while this my plague blooms ever and is strengthened more and more boy great achilles offspring in this form thou seest the man of whom methinks erewhile thou hast been told to whom the herculean bow descended philoctetes poeus son whom the two generals and the ithacan king cast out thus shamefully forlorn 
afflicted with the fierce malady and desperate wound made by the cruel basilisk's murderous tooth with this for company they left me child exposed upon this shore deserted lone from seaward chrysa came they with their fleet and touched at lemnos i had fallen to rest from the long tossing in a shadowy cave on yonder cliff by the shore gladly they saw and left me having set forth for my need poor man some scanty rags and a thin store of provender such food be theirs i pray imagine o my son when they were gone what wakening what arising then was mine what weeping what lamenting of my woe when i beheld the ships wherewith i sailed gone one and all and no man in the place none to bestead me none to comfort me in my sore sickness and where'er i looked naught but distress was present with me still no lack of that for one thing ah my son time passed and there i found myself alone within my narrow lodging forced to serve each pressing need for body sustenance this bow supplied me with sufficient store wounding the feathered doves and when the shaft from the tight string had struck myself i me dragging this foot would crawl to my swift prey then water must be fetched and in sharp frost wood must be found and broken all by me nor would fire come unbidden but with flint from flint striking dim sparks i hammered forth the struggling flame that keeps the life in me for house room with the single help of fire gives all i need save healing for my sore now learn my son the nature of this isle no mariner puts in here willingly for it hath neither moorage nor seaport for traffic or kind shelter or good cheer not hitherward do prudent men make voyage perchance one may have touched against his will many chance things may happen in a long time these when they come in words have pitied me and given me food or raiment in compassion but none is willing when i speak thereof to take me safely home wherefore i pine now this tenth year in famine and distress feeding the hunger of my ravenous plague such deeds my son the atride and the might of sage odysseus have performed on me wherefore may all the olympian gods one day plague them with stern requital for my wrong methinks my feeling for the poet's child is like that of thy former visitants i too a witness to confirm his words know them for verities since i found the atridae and odysseus evil men art thou too wroth with the old pestilent sons of atreus have they given thee cause to grieve would that my hand might ease the wrath i feel then sparta and mycenae should beware that skyrus too breeds valiant sons for war brave youth i love thee tell me the great cause why thou invest against them with such heat o son of poeas hardly shall i tell what outrage i endured when i had come yet i will speak it when the fate of death o'ertook achilles out 
alas no more hold till thou first hast made me clearly know is peleus offspring dead alas he is slain by no mortal felt by phoebus shaft so men report it well right princely was he and princely is he who slew him shall i mourn him first or wait till i have heard thy tale methinks thou hast thyself enough to mourn without the burden of another's woe well spoken then renew thine own complaint and tell once more wherein they insulted thee they came to fetch me in a gallant ship odysseus and the fosterer of my sire saying whether soothly or an idle show that since my father perished it was known none else but i should take troy's citadel such words from them my friend thou mayst believe held me not long from making voyage with speed chiefly through longing for my father's course to see him yet unburied for i ne'er had seen him then besides twas a fair cause if by my going i should vanquish troy one day i had sailed and on the second came to sad sagium with wind-favoured speed when straightway all the host surrounding me as i set foot on shore saluted me and swore the dead achilles was in life their eyes being witness when they looked on me he lay there in his shroud but i unhappy soon ending lamentation for the dead went near to those a tree day as to friends to obtain my father's armour and all else that had been his and then alas the while that men should be so hard they spake this word seed of achilles thou mayst freely take all else thy father owned but for these arms another wields them now laertes son well tears rushed into mine eyes and in hot wrath i straightway rose and bitterly outspake o oh, miscreant what and have ye dared to give mine arms to some man else unknown to me then said odysseus for he chanced to be near yea child and justly have they given me these i saved them and their master in the field then in fierce anger all at once i launched all terms of execration at his head baiting no word being maddened by the thought that i should lose this heirloom and him he at his pass though not of wrathful mood stung by such utterance made rejoinder thus thou wast not with us here but wrongfully didst bide afar and since thou makest so bold i tell thee never shalt thou as thou sayest sail with these arms to skyrus thus reviled with such an evil echo in mine ear i voyage homeward robbed of my own right by that vile offset of an evil tree yet less i blame him than the men in power for every multitude be it army or state takes tone from those who rule it and all taint of disobedience from bad counsel springs i have spoken may the atrides enemy be as dear to heaven as he is loved by me mother of mightiest zeus feeder of all that live who from thy mountainous breast rivers of gold dost give to thee o earth i cried that shameful day when insolence from atreus sons went forth for one our lord when they bestowed away his father's arms to crown odysseus worth thou whom both slaughtering lions yoked to bear o mighty mother hear your coming is commended by a grief that makes you kindly welcome for i feel a chord that vibrates to your voice 
and tells thus have odysseus and the atridae wrought full well i know odysseus's poisoned tongue shrinks from no mischief or no guileful word that leads to bad achievement in the end this moves not my main marvel but if one saw this and bore it aias of the shield ah friend he was no more had he but lived this robbery had ne'er been wrought on me what is he too departed he's dead the light no more beholds him oh alas but tydeus offspring and the rascal birth laertes born of sisyphus they live i know it for their death were to be wished yea be assured they live and flourish high exalted in the host of argive men and nestor my old friend good aged man is he yet living oft he would prevent their evils by the wisdom of his thought he too is now in trouble having lost antilochus the comfort of his age there there in one brief word thou hast revealed the mournful case of twain whom i would last have chosen to hear of as undone ah me where must one look when these are dead and he odysseus lives and in a time like this that craves their presence and his death for theirs he wrestles cleverly but oh my friend even ablest wits are oft-times snared at last tell me i pray what was become of him patroclus whom thy father loved so well he too was gone i'll teach thee in a word one truth for all war does not willingly snatch off the wicked but still takes the good true and to prove thy saying i will inquire the fate of a poor dastard of mean worth but ever shrewd and nimble with his tongue whom but odysseus canst thou mean by this i meant not him but there was one thersites who ne'er made conscience to stint speech where all cried silence is he living dost thou know i saw him not but knew he was alive he must be for no evil yet was crushed the heavens will ever shield it tis their sport to turn back all things rancorous and malign from going down to the grave and send instead the good and true oh how shall we commend such dealings how defend them when i praise things godlike i find evil in the gods i o thou child of a trachinian sire henceforth will take good care from far away to look on troy and atreus children twain yea where the trickster lords it o'er the just and goodness languishes and rascals rule such courses i will never more endure but rock-bound skyrus henceforth shall suffice to yield me full contentment in my home now to my vessel and thou poeus child farewell right heartily farewell may heaven grant thy desire and rid thee of thy plague let us be going that when god shall give fair voyage that moment we may launch away my son are ye now setting forth our time bids us go near and look to sail ere long now by thy father by thy mother nay by all thy love e'er cherished in thy home suppliant i beg thee leave me not thus alone forlorn in all my misery which thou seest and all thou hast heard of here surrounding me stow me with other freightage full of care i know and burdensome the charge may prove yet venture surely to the noble mind all shame is hateful and all kindness blessed 
and shame would be thy meed didst thou fail here but doing this thou shalt have glorious fame when i return alive to aeta's vale come tis the labour not of one whole day so thou durst take me fling me where thou wilt o'er the ship in hold prow stern or wheresoe'er i least may trouble those on board with me ah by great zeus the suppliant's friend comply my son be softened see where i am fallen thus on my knees before thee though so weak crippled and powerless ah forsake me not thus far from human footstep take me take me if only to thy home or to the town of old chalcodon in euboea from thence i have not far to oeta and the ridge of trachis and spercius lordly flood so thou shalt bless my father with my sight and yet long since i fear he may be gone for oft i sent him suppliant prayers by men who touched this isle entreating him to fetch and bear me safely home with his own crew but either he is dead or else methinks it may well be my messengers made light of my concerns and hastened onward home but now in thee i find both messenger and convoy thou wilt pity me and save for well thou knowest danger never sleeps and fear of dark reverse is always nigh mortals when free should look where mischief lurks and in their happiest hour consider well their life lest ruin unsuspected come pity him o oh my king many a crushing war we tell such as i pray none of my friends may know and if dear master thou mislikest sore yon cruel-hearted lordly pair i would turning their plan of evil to his good on swift ship bear him to his native shore meeting his heart's desire and free thy path from fear of heavenly wrath thou makest small scruple here but be advised lest when this plague on board shall weary thee thy voice should alter from this liberal tone no truly fear thou not shalt ever have just cause to utter such reproach on me then twere shame should i more backward prove than thou to labour for the stranger's need come if thou wilt let us make voyage and he let him set forth with speed our ship shall take him he shall not be refused only may heaven lead safely hence and to our destined port o morning full of brightness kindest friend sweet mariners how can i make you feel in act how dearly from my heart i love you ye have won my soul let us be gone my son first having said farewell to this poor cave my homeless dwelling-place that thou mayst know how barely i have lived how firm my heart methinks another could not have endured the very sight of what i bore but i through strong necessity have conquered pain stay let, let us understand. understand there, there come two men a stranger with a shipmate of thy crew when ye have heard them ye may then go in enter messenger disguised as a merchantman son of achilles my companion here who with two more remained to guard thy ship agreed to help me find thee where thou wert since unexpectedly through fortune's will i meet thee mooring by the self-same shore 
for like a merchantman with no great sail making my course from ilion to my home grape-clustered peparethos when i heard the mariners declare that one and all were of thy crew i would not launch again without a word till we had told our news methinks thou knowest naught of thine own case what new devices of the argive chiefs surround thee nor devices only now but active deeds no longer unperformed well stranger for the kindness thou hast shown else were i base my heart must thank thee still but tell me what thou meanest that i may learn what new-laid plot thou bringst me from the camp old phoenix acamas and demophon are gone in thy pursuit with ships and men to bring me back with reasons or perforce i know not what i heard i am here to tell how and is this an act are they sent forth to please the atridae phoenix and the rest the thing is not to do but doing now what kept odysseus back if this be so from going himself had he some cause for fear he and the son of tydeus when our ship hoist sail were gone to fetch another man for whom could he himself be sailing forth for some one but first tell me whispering low whate'er thou speakest who is this i see this sir is philoctetes the renowned aside to neoptolemus without more question snatch thyself away and sail forth from this land what saith he boy through what dark traffic is the mariner betraying me with whispering in thine ear i have not caught it but whate'er he speaks he must speak openly to us and thee seed of achilles let me not offend the army by my words full many a boon being poor i reap from them for service done the atridae are my foes the man you see is my fast friend because he hates them sore then if you come in kindness you must hide nothing from him or me of all thou hast heard look what thou doest my son i mark it well thou shalt be answerable content but speak then hear me these two men whom i have named diomedes and odysseus are set forth engaged on oath to bring this man by force if reasons fail the achaeans every one have heard this plainly from odysseus mouth he was the louder and more confident say for what cause after so long a time can atreus sons have turned their thoughts on him whom long they had cast forth what passing touch of conscience moved them or what stroke from heaven whose wrath requites all wicked deeds of men methinks thou hast not heard what i will now unfold to thee there was a princely seer a son of priam helenus by name whom he for whom no word is bad enough crafty odysseus sallying forth alone one night had taken and in bonds displayed for all the achaeans a right noble prey he mid his other prophecies foretold no grecian force should sack troy's citadel till with fair reasons they had brought this man from lemnos isle 
his lonely dwelling-place when thus the prophet spake laertes son straight undertook to fetch this man and show him to all the camp he hoped with fair consent but else perforce and if he failed in this whoever would might smite him on the head my tale is told dear youth i counsel speed to thee and to the friend for whom thou carest ah me unhappy has that rascal knave sworn to fetch me with reasons to their camp as likely might his reasons bring me back like his begetter from the house of death you talk of what i know not i will go shipward may god be with you for all good exit is this not terrible laertes son should ever think to bring me with soft words and show me from his deck to all their host no sooner will i listen to the tongue of the cursed basilisk that thus hath maimed me ay but he'll venture anything in word or deed and now i know he will be here come o my son let us be gone while seas and winds divide us from odysseus's ship let us depart surely timely haste brings rest and quiet slumber when the toil is done shall we not sail when this south-western wind hath fallen that now is adverse to our course all winds are fair to him who flies from woe nay but this head-wind hinders them no less no head-wind hinders pirates on their way when violence and rapine lead them on well then let us be going if you will when you have taken from within the cave what most you need and value though my all be little there is that i may not lose what can there be that we have not on board a leaf i have found wherewith i still the rage of my sore plague and lull it quite to rest well bring it forth what is there something more if any of these arrows here are fallen i would not leave them for a casual prey how do i see thee with the marvellous bow here in my hand the world hath only one and may one touch and handle it and gaze with reverence as on a thing from heaven thou mayest my son this and what air of mine may stead thee tis thy privilege to enjoy very truth i long for it but so that longing waits on leave am i permitted thou art my son and well thou speakest thou art thou that hast given me light and life the joy of seeing mount oeta and my father's home with all i love there and his aged head thou that hast raised me far above my foes who triumphed thou mayst take it in thine hand and when thou hast given it back to me mayst vaunt alone of mortals for thine excellence to have held this in thy touch i too at first received it as a boon for kindness done well go within nay i must take thee too my sickness craves thee for its comforter philoctetes and neoptolemus go into the cave end of part one